everyone and welcome to Bookings with Friends. This is your co-host Parker Moon. This is your only other co-host, Brett Urban. And we are a weekly book. No, I will I will never get that right. I want to say weekly book club. We have not been a weekly book club in like a couple months. We're a bi-weekly book club. Um, and we read one book a month and make friends along the way. And I've told a lie. I'm not You've the only other lie. co-host. What happened to the other one? I don't see anyone around here. He disappeared. He just one day, he just didn't show up at the office. We have an office. He didn't show up at the office. We work five, no, six days a week. Six days make, a week, to, 80 to, hour to produce, work days. To produce this beautiful podcast. It takes that much work to do this. It does. And, and we do just, it for you, the listener. We're not saying his name. Um, he just, you know, he just stopped showing up. Ugh, the you know what you know what's wrong with this generation with this generation with this generation they go off and they have kids and they think that there's some like like oh that makes me important and i can miss my recording schedule you know like it's, it's really despicable honestly yeah it makes me sick <laughs> it makes me sick um but no for all all of you uh lovely listeners who are wondering dan is uh out because he had a baby um and, and we and, we love him and hope that he and nicole are doing well we love dan and we do love dan yeah <laughs> yeah we love yeah. dan we love nicole we love the baby um we love the, the baby. baby and the and the mom are healthy and happy um and and honestly we have been trying to record this episode for the better half of like two and a half weeks and every single time it's failed it's really been my fault um so that's where we're at and we're gonna, we're <laughs> you, gonna don't, you don't have to it does it's all well, good the, this episode you also have being a, released also late have so honestly i should have just blamed dan he's not even here to defend himself yeah i know that's what i'm saying like yeah it's dan's fault what am i doing okay it's it's um, open season it's open season brett do you want to do wow this is a really intimate setting with just you and i don't you think that it's kind of just like peaceful in the recording studio right now yeah, there's not a whole lot of um, really well played guitar in the background, and or like annoyingly good hair that's distracting yeah, me from just like doing handsome, my job. Super handsome, super tall. <laughs> Are you okay? I miss, you miss him. him. You miss him. I miss um, him. Well, I don't miss him at all. Do you want to get into short stories where we catch yeah, up and that. talk about what's going on in our lives? The ones who are important. The ones who show up to work. You're going to have to come here to get your paycheck, Dan. You're going to have yeah, to show I mean, your face to get your last paycheck. I don't even think he's got anything going on, so we'll just skip over his short story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we should have had him record one. You know, take yeah. time out of his schedule to record a short story. <laughs> his busy schedule. God, this generation. He's um, going to love this. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, do you want me to go or would you like to go? Well, should we flip a coin since you can't, you can never, I mean, this is the only time we'll ever get to flip a coin. Flip a you can coin. Only flip a okay. coin two ways. I, so I don't ever have coins on I don't me, have a coin like either. Ever. I'm going to flip this bottle cap. Heads or tails? Okay. Tails? It was tails. Um, okay. I don't know if you even had a bottle cap or if, what is the I, tail I side have a, of bottle, a bottle cap? The tails is the inside of the bottle cap. The head is the top. It's, you know. All right, I've Makes got sense. egg on my face. He did lift up a bottle cap. Um, okay, so the, my short story, what's going on in my life, is Gubbins. Um, and you know what Gubbins is because I have indoctrinated you um, into the Gubbins world. I'm Gubbin. 
you're gubbing up you're gubbing out um and i wish more people were gubbing right now um more people should gub i think there's a lot of gub gub heads out there um good gubs and boys gubs and girls um but there's not enough so gubbins is a word game it's on the app store um on your iphone or wherever you get apps if you don't have an iphone um and uh it's a game that was produced in australia um and uh hank green Down actually and yes exactly thank you for that beautiful australian um accent and uh and these this lovely couple decided to make this game called gubbins um and then hank oh, I didn't green know it was a couple or maybe you yeah. told i knew maybe you told me that already um when they saw or when when hank green had cancer he was uh trying to find something to do he ran into this game um and then he reached out to the creators and said he would invest 10 percent of like the to get the game off the ground if um if that 10 percent that he invested like all of his portion of the game would go to charity um so play a word game it's fun and uh it's you can make little funny like like postcards um, yeah it's very it's very fun if you need someone to send your gubbins to you can send your gubbins to me my high score is 7095 if anyone's wondering um, that's classic gubbins mode if you i'm not any of the other modes i haven't played because, the other modes so pencils mode is just easier and then daily mode sometimes they have like things that make it easier okay um, so i've only been classically gubbin only class i'm a gubbin. purist i'm a i'm a gub it, i'm a gub purist and if you're wondering listeners a gubbin is a little uh creature of sorts that either helps your game or hurts your game um and the game itself kind of plays like uh scrabble i'd say ish yeah yeah you have a board you have a a, a, a nine by nine board of tiles and you place yeah, and you have a, down a letters to make words pile of tiles in front of you that you you, you have piles to clear the top ones you have to clear the top ones before you get to move on. It's fun. It's addicting. It's really good. Um, I've gotten better every gub. I've only done four gubs so far because I'm very slow, but I'm getting better every gub. You're getting better every gub. Well, that's that's beautiful. Brett, what's going on in your life, pal? Well, um, you were part of this experience, but um, some of you who are on TikTok may have seen... And I don't... Was this like a nationally viral thing or is this just locally viral but there's this book depot in oh literally yeah. right near where we live um and the tiktok started out as like there's this insane book depot it's 70 percent off and it's got like current famous and popular titles and it's like oh whoa, that's kind of cool and they like they have a they're open only like one day a month and i was like oh that'd be kind of cool to go to and then at the end of the tiktok it's like it's in easily south carolina and you're like we were like what which is literally like 15 minutes from yeah us. 15 minutes away so um we went on black friday of all days it was open the weekend of of black friday um we went with um friends of the show jacob and eileen and we went to the book warehouse and it was a lot it was chaos. I think that TikTok ruined it a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, it would have been better to go before, before they well, were Brett, famous. I meant to tell you, so we have some friends in our, uh, like my local book club who they went the month before and, and it, was it like wasn't great. nearly as bad. Ugh. I really think that TikTok like blew up its spot and, yeah. which is great. You know, more people are yeah, reading, no, more good people for are going them. to buy books. 
Yeah. Um, but it was like, I would give anyone a fair warning of just like, if you're uncomfortable in large crowds, especially post COVID, um, and you're like, ha- like claustrophobic or easily like overwhelmed, uh, in social situations, it was Don't a go. lot. I would guess that place. I'm glad we went in the winter. I would guess that place is an oven. In the oh summer. yeah, because it's just like a big warehouse. It's just an old building in an old warehouse with a metal roof, and I can imagine with that many people in it that it's a nightmare in the summer. So, yeah. um, but I mean, overall, it was like a we. I think we, we all got kind of overwhelmed pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some good stuff. Can you talk about the funny thing? The fun. Funny. The, what the, the just so I think anyone anyone who goes anyone who went, um. I would say probably 70% of the people left with a box set of the, the Witcher, oh, yeah. like all of there those was, books. It seems I'm still not convinced that these aren't like stolen books of some kind because it's just weird. And, and I get, it's just probably like an overstock situation. And I think it was already like a book processing facility. Cause there's like, you know, all of the pallets on the shelves were all books, but it was just like, random a random assortment of like really popular book series and then it turns out i guess they had an overstock of the witcher series like an infinite overstock because it there wasn't much organization it was just kind of like bins full of books and there must have been every other bin had some version of the witcher in it it was either a box set or it was the netflix covers with henry cavill on it or something like that but all, that was the book like of the if- month if you have friends or family who went there to buy you books, you are getting the box set of the Witcher. They got the Witcher. If you everyone, get, yeah. If you get a box set of the Witcher, ask them where they got it. And I, I just, I, I have to imagine that so many people this year at Christmas are getting box sets of the Witcher. A hundred percent. Do you get anything good, Brett? I got, um, I got the rest of the Jade series, the Jade, Jade Saga. You got Jade War and Jade Legacy. Yeah. Um, good, and good, then good haul. I got a. <laughs> you got an art history book it's just All like right. an Educate encyclopedia yourself. type thing um and then i got a oh what was it it was another like world world war ii book yeah i got children, children of ruin and children of time or children I only of got uh, memory the second one i only got memory we only found one copy of ruin and jacob ruins that. the th- or memory's the third one i believe oh I think it goes children yeah i got ruin and the children i got ruin then and okay. we only got one copy of memory Unless, unless I got memory and then I don't unless have Unless you have book one and three now and you're going to have to get book two. That's fine if that happened. Yeah. Um, the only book that I really copped that I was really excited about was N.K. Jemison's The Fifth Season. Um, so I'm going to start that at some point. I've heard very good things. Yeah. If you like The Expanse, also, there is a lot of The Expanse there. Yeah. James A. Corley was everywhere in that warehouse. But yeah. So that was uh, that was our experience. Cool. Well, what are we talking about this episode? The, what was what are we doing here? I think we're talking about a book, right? Yeah, it's a book week. It's a book. It's a book. It's a book week. This is our November book. It's um, Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers. I believe I got yes. that title correct. No, yeah, you um, did. You got it. You nailed it. From uh, Jesse Sutanto. Uh, excited to talk about that. We got some some feedback. From a, from a listener that we're, I'm excited for. I don't know why I said that mysteriously. It was Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. 
Um, but yeah. We, so. we also got Dan's feedback, which was great. He sent us his notes from the hospital room yeah. of what he'd like us to discuss. I'm very um, excited to discuss that. Yeah, but okay, yeah. so well, I mean, this is, the, we'll just do this kind of casual, I feel like, since it's just the two of us. Um, yeah, but let's you, just do casual, man. Let's just sit back and relax, hey, dude. Kick back, kick back, relax. If I had a cold one, I would open it right now. We're going to leave some some space for you, the listener, to just say say your piece as well. So every 10 seconds after we make a comment, we're going to leave an open space and then say, oh, yeah, yeah. To, say, mm, so you can talk mm. to us, too. You guys are um, Dan. You 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 are all Dan this week. Um, OK, so uh, Vera Wong's unsolicited advice for murders. What, what did you how did you feel about it? It was good. I enjoyed it. It was a nice, simple, sweet, funny it wasn't yeah, too it was cozy. It wasn't, yeah, it was cozy. It wasn't it it wasn't like life changing, game changing. It wasn't meant to be, I don't think. It was just meant to be a cozy read. And I think that's what it was. It This it is the type of book that you want to take on a beach vacation or a um maybe like a holiday break where you have a couple days. You can knock it out super fast. It's not a it's not like a big uh, like heavy book there's not a lot of thought um that has to go into it but it, it sure is cozy and it's all found family yeah it's wonderful that's that's probably the best part of it. i think the feedback that we have gotten well between ourselves is that that was kind of the the highlight of it was the found family um ness uh, that's not a word of it but also i think that was the one if there is any kind of drawback I think from from what we've heard, that is kind of the the one thing that is it, and and it's not really a drawback. It's it's the it's a it's the best part of the book. But it kind of you know if you're coming into this expecting some kind of like Agatha Christie level, you know who done it. It it is a who done it, but it's not like it kind of fades. And I think I'm using Dan and Hannah's. wording of it is that it kind of fades the whodunit part of it kind of fades into the background and by the end when you find out who did do it you're kind of just like cool at this point i'm not really worried about that i'm more focused on like the family and them getting back to it. it kind of flips a little bit halfway through for sure for sure yeah i think that's kind of like so i mean that's that's a, a great like summary um and and review of it i think that's kind of where i feel like it fell short a little bit um it it does its job it does its job so well about being a like cozy in that cozy genre um and i I almost like barely can even say like cozy murder genre because it it really takes the case it's almost so silly like it, it plays with it it's it doesn't take itself seriously um and so if you're hoping for like a poirot like i am the greatest detective in the world um or anything like that it, it kind of goofs on that a little bit. Right. It doesn't really go that direction. Vera is way sillier of a protagonist. Yeah. Um, she she kind of stumbles her way through solving the murder. Um, and in the best way possible. Like, don't get me wrong, she's incredibly lovable. But yeah, if, yeah. if you want that like Sherlock Holmes, like, how are they gonna crack this case? And you know, you, I don't think it quite like Again, scratches. It's not that like itch. a high level, like analytical. Type. you're not going to yeah. like be able to set up a cork board with string attaching it. it's just going to be like a like the whodunit nature of it's kind of the most basic part of it and mm-hmm. the real good part is like the social aspect of these people coming together yeah and i think i've sung the praises of thursday murder club so many times 
Um, I, I kind of think that's what I had in mind going into it. Cause that, that those books do take the murder and like the solving of mysteries a little bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still intertwined with like the old, like, you know, uh, gang, like solving these crimes. Um, and I, I would say that this book is more, it's almost more of like a slice of life of this like old lady and then a murder happens, you know, that that's kind right, of right, right. The, the vibe. Um, but but boy, howdy, was it just a good time. And and Vera and the gang were just so lovely. Um, did you did you like Vera? Did you like the cast? Yes. So I'd say so our characters, our main characters, Vera, um, obviously she is our tea shop owner. Um, she's trying to solve this crime. We have Sana, Ricky, Ricky, um, and Julia and Oliver, who are kind of the the four suspects according to and Marshall's to the dead guy. Marshall's the dead guy. We hate Marshall. Marshall sucks. And that's kind of the biggest part is you're kind of like, no one should go to jail for this. Cause that dude is the worst. And it's just like, yeah, cool. I, I don't want yeah, justice. I, was, I feel like, I feel like, uh, Jesse Q Satanto wanted to clown on this dude so hard yeah. because at every single junction of the book, Marshall was like, un, like revealed to be even like, Worse, shittier in every single way every single he was like he was like verbally abusive he was an art thief he was like a cheater like everything about him he just sucked he left his kid and his wife like they 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 i feel like they wanted to drive home the point that there is no nuance in this murder like there there is no nuance in his death you're not supposed to be sad you're not supposed to like like have conflicted feelings about julia and the do- like Emma not being beat up about it. Like it's, it, you're like happy, like, right? Like Jesse wanted to take the pressure off of you to just enjoy this cast of characters without having to think too deeply about like, should we care about this dead guy? Nope. He and sucks. The cops are even kind of apathetic towards the whole thing. And it's just like, it would have been better off if Vera had just like, let them say that it was a, like an accidental death or something like that. Just cause they're like, we don't really want to deal with this. The guy turns out to be a total shithead and it's just like, okay, so we all hate this guy, right? We don't. And even at the end when it's revealed, spoiler alert, that Alex, who is a, who's a kind of side character throughout the whole thing. It's Vera's one tea shop customer who you find out at the end is also Marshall, the dead guy's dad. That's like the big twist and at Oliver's the end. Dad. And Oliver and Oliver Marshall are twins. Yeah. yeah. And Oliver, whoever... <laughs> There's something, something in their, uh, something in their family. They're all the the worst parts of this book. Um, but yeah, by the end, you're just kind of like, like, I don't even want Alex to go to prison for killing his son. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, I, I, I almost expected it to take Them a to different not say turn. Anything. Yeah. Like almost like a, uh, order, a murder on the Orient Express yeah, a little bit where, where he, it's she like, reports back that, Oh, I didn't know. Right, like, oh, it was an accident. He accidentally drank the the duck feather tea. Right. Um, I, I fully expect that because it almost feels like an injustice for Alex to have to go to jail. Um, I mean, I get it. And then they did the right. thing of like saying that Vera was going to take him noodles, like, yeah. you know, or, or she was going to take him food. Um, so, like, I feel like it, it, you know, there was still leniency and kindness there right or at least understanding for why he did what he did um but they really hammered home that marshall was such a uh like unredeemable character 
that by the end of it, there was no like for me, the reader, there was no stakes of like, oh, should this per like like is this person going to face justice or or even is there justice in this case? Like I would have been totally fine if they would have been like, oh, no, he's like, oops, like he died. Yeah. And then they cover it up. Yeah, it was uh, other than that. Yeah, I, I liked everybody again. Not I think we all agreed on not liking Oliver. Um, I think Sana and Riki were really fun as as a couple and them getting to know each other. Um, let's, Julia, let's talk about Oliver for yeah. a second. Let's let's talk about this because I I almost feel like this is another part of the book that wasn't quite. Uh, he was let written. off. He was let off really easily. It seems. Well, so like. so I I feel like because Dan Dan and part of his notes to us is he he basically said that like Oliver got away with so much and he was a creep and um you know that and we we were all joking about it like we, it was jovial uh, but. Oliver, you know, essentially wrote like self-insert fanfic of him getting with his brother's wife and then raising their kid. And at, and it being her, her daughter being his daughter or like because she looking looks like so him. close to right. him. Yeah, because it's just because they're twins and um, kind and of him just... like pining over her for their entire lives, which like there, there's a lot of stuff that is, is really questionable and gross to me. It, it almost sucks that that was included because he was a great character up until the manuscript. Right. Part. I liked him until that. Like he had the whole story of it went up to a point where you're like, okay, well they stopped. So he and Julia, who is the dead guy's wife and has a daughter named Emma. Um, he and Julia were very close growing up and he had always had a crush on her. And at one point he just never made a move and his brother came, stepped in, made a move, and then that's how it all worked out. And then they their friendship kind of broke off because he couldn't get over that. Um, and, and then he that's just kind of where you enter. Writes the Reynolds papers of right him and, doing this weird pamphlet thing that like right. But but up into up into that reveal, you're kind of like okay, well the friendship broke off because he couldn't get over that. It's like, and, and he but had, he was still, they, he made him into a good, like he sent her presents every year. And then right. when he first meets Emma, he builds her a little sanctuary so that she can escape like social anxieties. And it's just like, this dude is great. And then all of a sudden the manuscript drops and you're like, okay, so he sucks. Like this is all. Well, and so that that's where I feel like it was almost like a little bit of a misstep from, in, in the direction of the book itself, because I, I do feel like he was a, it, he was written as a likable character. I think you're as a reader supposed to like him. Um, and even like the the unrequited feelings and um, especially like I had a lot of sympathy for him as a character being oh, like growing like, up kind with... of like, yeah, like being spurned by yeah. his like horrible sibling. That's and then also like having to deal with the death of his mom and his like his difficulty of being able to connect with his father after that. Like there was a lot of good, like uh, characteristics of Oliver. And I think the manuscript is almost just like a little bit of like oversight mm. and maybe could have been edited a little bit better, um, you know, along the process yeah, of writing the book. Cause he is, like you said, he is very sympathetic in that sense of being like, he's definitely a victim of a lot of stuff. Like he's had to deal with his brother the longest and his like, childhood was basically ruined by his brother so you're kind of like dang like this poor guy and then you're kind of like oh now i this feels like i don't feel like i can 
Yeah. It, it's just like such I, a, you're put in such a weird situation of the reader of being like, he is a victim of his brother, but then also right. he it's, is it's some it's creep. some gross nuance that doesn't belong in this story. Like we we were talking about it at the top of the episode, like this book isn't very nuanced. And then they throw in this thing that's like very kind of icky feeling of of his feelings towards Julia and him like self inserting that, that weird line about like, oh, she could be my daughter about Emma um, yeah. And I, I don't know that it, it felt like it. I, I don't I don't really know how it was supposed to play. It didn't play well with me as a reader. Um, but I also I mean, it didn't bother me that much. At the end of the day, I'm 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 really happy with with how the the book ended. I'm glad that they mm-hmm. didn't get together. Him and Julia, like, how oh, yeah, they remain friends, um, regardless of even if the uh, if the manuscript is in the book or not. Um, I don't necessarily think it would have been tactful for him to be like oh i'm gonna get with my brother's dead yeah. wife and again my, she, she sorry, didn't, my dead brother's wife um, she didn't really have those feelings for him like she liked him as like they were good friends growing up and she had re- they had kind of rekindled that friendship but then right. she's kind of like dude like you never said anything like i just don't i'm so, like and especially now like i don't have those feel like this is such a weird yeah. It should be such yeah. a weird situation. So I'm glad they didn't get together. But yeah, he that was that was an interesting take. Otherwise, it's like most of the characters are like they're it's all just like sweet. And the obviously they have the classic book and movie twist where everyone something gets revealed and then everyone kind of has a falling out, which they all do. But I, they all kind of come back together to, to to help Vera because they hear that she's like they all come to realize that like even though she was a bit manipulative um, in bringing them all together. She did care about them and did take care of them and, you know, hold them up and boost them up in her own way. So they were kind of like rallied around her and it brought them back together, which was nice. Yeah. If I'm being totally honest, I feel like the third act, all of them like breaking up with Vera. I was like, okay, whatever. Like she's, (laughs) she's an old lady. She's eccentric. She's doing her thing. Also, she like, cooked for all of y'all she took she care took of all of, care y'all. of emma she, for right she set up ricky and sana and like yeah they're gonna get together obviously the the whole like thing of her being like you helped marshall with the art stuff it's like not really like he was right. kind of mini I, I don't know I just felt like it was very... they, they all have they all have their reason why something happened and i'm i'm okay with like their Yes, it wasn't the most morally, but again, he was in a real bad situation. And at the end of the day, his moral obligation in helping his brother kind of feels like it outweighed a little bit. What I don't know. It is kind of a gray area, but at the end of the day, you know, they reconciled and everything was saved. So did you have a favorite? Did you have a favorite Vera moment? I feel like we got to talk more about Vera. She's she's the star of the show. She's fantastic. I think Dan in in Dan's um notes to us. I think he made a really good point. I think my favorite part was Vera and Emma's relationship. And I mm-hmm. think those were all my favorite moments. Obviously, uh you you become like because you are like Vera is our main character. You kind of, you kind of become attached to her and you do feel for for Emma being, you know, socially uncomfortable with stuff. And Vera just like opens her up and it's just like, you're going to be my helper. And then they just become best friends. And every interaction they have is so sweet and um, it's just really special. And uh, so I think, I think, and then also any of the moments where she, I think all of the moments where everyone kind of confesses to her, their Mm -hmm. own part of it. And then she's just like, 
she's like, don't worry about it. Like you got it's it's you know, for for Sana, it's like she's like, you have it hard enough being being a woman in this industry. Like absolutely you were taken advantage of by a piece of crap. Like I understand. And it's like helping helping pass that, helping them like un like unravel like Sana's stuff right. with her like mother issues and and right. Ricky stuff with his brother back home. And like, I, I just, I really loved the, the little things. I mean, that I, really, that was what I was going to say. Um, and, and more so, uh, one of my favorite things, like I, I obviously, I feel like I've talked about this before, but I really like, um, Agatha Christie's Poirot novels. And one of my favorite characteristics of Hercule Poirot is that despite him being a, it, like the world's greatest detective, he has a great heart for people. And like, oftentimes in those books, he'll like, set up couples or he'll do he'll he'll use his like detective work to kind of um intervene and help people course correct in their daily mm -hmm. lives um and so while i don't think vera like really hit all the marks for the detective work she definitely did for the that piece of poirot of being able to like go deeper than just um you know like their relationship but get into like that you know the person that she was helping like past the, like their one-on-one -on -one, but like how am i gonna like insert myself into your life and and kind of in a not super like tactful way but she she just kind of like 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 a bull in china shop like breaks into their lives and then helps them put the pieces back together yeah. um and i don't know i just really liked that i liked her um i would love to have vera around in my life i also think i would hate to have vera around in my life <laughs> Um, but I think she would help. You'd be waking uh, up at 5 a.m. Oh, you I'm already are. 5 well, you, you know, but I feel like it, she would fix my schedule. She yeah. would make sure that I'm getting in those walks she would every set you day. Straight. She would set me straight and she'd help take care of my kid and cook for me. That That's would realistically, be... again, I can't I can't stress enough how like when Julia was all mad after the whole like confrontation where she was she like, would... you, you broke your own tea shop. I'm like, OK, but really? Yeah. Uh, uh, Julia, she was eating like tuna out of tuna cans every yeah. day until Vera She's busted garbage. in. Right. And like fully like helped her get her business started, cooked every meal for them and helped like free, like, like saved free, her. free childcare, free child like yeah, that as a her. parent right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's all I'm going to say about that. That was that was kind of you were like okay, but at this point, right? Like Julia, get like, your head out of your ass. You got free child care and also a woman who cooks for you every day, and she's right. super sweet and funny. Yeah, and she like takes care of your house, and also not not only is it free child care, it's not lazy child care. It's not like somebody is like begrudgingly taking your kid or anything like that. It's like she is teaching Emma to be like like a better person and be more organized and all that kind of stuff. So you're just like, she's right. not, it's just, it's just wild. But yeah, she, uh, she was great. Um, yeah, I did want to bring up, um, cause I had it as, as a question on our chat and then Hannah also brought it up. Um, she said, um, the whole time I was reading this book, I kept thinking this is going to be Parker's favorite book. Um, it was everything that he said he likes in books, mm -hmm. cozy, tea-filled, heartwarming. And the main point there was, so Vera owns a tea shop. That's kind of the, um, the, the knew, central location yeah. of the, the, the book. And it's just like she breaks down. It's like every 
I don't know, like every other chapter, she's like making tea for somebody and it'll be, it's just like a little moment where she can break down like, oh, let me build a quick tea. And she's like, oh, let me add some ginseng. So it's just like, she just goes into tea mode and it's just so cool to hear about. And she's obviously an expert at it because she's owned the shop for decades. But I, we, I just want to talk to you about like how badly do you want to visit Vera Wang's uh, world famous tea shop? Yeah, so super, super badly. Um, I'm glad. So I was worried that this was going to go in a different direction where you were going to say like, oh, like, could you relate? I'm going to tell myself a little bit. Um, I like I like to drink tea. I drink tea every night before bed. Um, it's kind, it kind of became like a ritual thing, uh, mostly just because I get a lot of comfort out of a warm beverage and in particular um, peppermint tea. Um, so the, the reason I'm telling myself here is cause I don't know fancy teas and oh, I, yeah, I didn't mean it like that. No, 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 no. I, I know what you mean. And I, I appreciate it. Um, but I'm telling myself here cause I'm no tea expert and I want to be like reading this book. I'm like this, it, there's, there's like a really cool, um, like world of, of tea crafting and ha- like having like loose leaf tea and being able to make really good teas like Vera was like pulling out different ingredients and, and making like unique teas. That to me is amazing. I actually like when when I had TikTok was um, kind of on a, a couple pages that were people who were like learning about... about tea. Um, yeah. And I, I love the art of it. Um, I myself am not there. Like I, I I'm fine with a, a celestial seasoning, you know, like that, that kind <laughs> of, uh, you know, Lipton um but uh you know i'm 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 all i'm all for it uh i drink right now i'm drinking trader joe's peppermint tea before bed um every night but i i would love i would love to go to veer wang's uh tea shop and world famous tea shop i think that's the other thing we we just had a conversation was that last night where dan was like hey i think i'm gonna become a caffeine free uh cup of tea before bed tea drinker and then i had started in the last week again it wasn't i didn't like find some like really cool tea i literally went to Publix and got like a a tea that said it was good for like digestion and stuff like that so i was like you know what and i i assume it was this book that inspired us but i was like i'm gonna start having because it's caffeine free it's Mm -hmm. something warm and you know, it's just, it's getting cold outside because it's getting real cold. So we were all just talking about how Dan and I are, are joining the bandwagon. Yeah, we're all going to be big tea guys. And then we're going to open up a tea shop. That's the dream. As soon as one of us wins the lottery. Would that be, would Bookends with Friends be a good name for like a book shop? That'd be a good name uh, for a bookshop, right? Or no? Would that be a bad name for a bookshop? I don't know. Is it a good name for a podcast? Who's to say? The jury's still out. <laughs> I don't out. know. Um, Yes, uh, I do. I want to bring up one more one more of Dan's notes, um, because this is a conversation that we have a new segment. Dan's notes, a new segment, Dan's notes. Um, It only ever will occur when Dan's not here. Uh, We have this conversation a lot with my book club, my local book club. um, And it's specifically about when books interject a lot of current. um, Oh, yeah. 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 Just like like uh, like current references to media. And y- yes, and um, I feel like there's a lot of people who are really bothered by it. I'm not as bothered by it, but there was a lot of it in this book and it was distracting. And so, th- for instance, uh, listeners, what I mean by that is like in this book, they reference TikTok a lot. Um, and the, the funniest thing that I that I kind of thought um, 
the reason why it's a problem for a lot of people is because it dates the book, right? Like it it becomes immediately dated um, by whatever is referential and, and important at the time, which will certainly fall out of, uh, you know, the cultural zeitgeist at some point. Um, in this case, they the, a big part of the book was like cryptocurrency and NFTs, which yeah. I think is so funny because that is like really, I feel like that's kind of a gamble. I, I feel like that's already fading out of the collective NFTs, conscience. Well, yeah, it's still, it's, it's almost officially become like a me like like the butt of a, a joke. It's not yeah, because it's, it's like seriously. so many people have lost money on it. And it's just like people are like, obviously, there's still defenders of it. But the majority of the population is like, that's stupid. Why did why did we do that? Right. Dan, Dan I think he I think one of his notes is he he had a problem with that. I, I, I think it's funny. I just I just had to make that point because um, this book was really heavy. I feel like with uh, referencing tiktok and podcasts and nfts and all that jazz and and even buzzfeed like that was a big part of it um yeah buzzfeed as a company uh, i did like ricky's story i did like how sana said that she had a podcast and vera kept thinking it was like a skin lesion or skin rash she thought it was a podcatch which i thought right here is a is a rash on I think it was a subtle society. roast of I think it podcast <laughs> which I oh, loved uh, it was um, really funny any uh, other big thoughts big um I mean I think just I, I saw it here I how like... many crimes did Vera commit you had a show note about that yeah I, she I did like commit a lot of, of and I think um Hannah had mentioned something about that in her notes as well that it was like she did so many wrong things and it, and it it's obviously like funny by the end of it but it's just like she like c- created her own crime scenes stole evidence Tampered like with evidence yeah. i was like, like nervous crime. and then she just got her cool lawyer son to cover it all up which yeah she it, at the beginning it makes it sound like he's just like a junior associate who's just like a nobody at his law firm but he's actually like like a super successful like really good lawyer and which I think is also part of the like the very beginning of it. Her relationship with Tilly is really rough because she is trying to to be a mom, and he's kind of at the age where he's like, "I please, you're being like overbearing and stuff like that." And so they don't talk a whole lot. But uh, by the end of it, it should, so it it kind of comes off as if Tilly's kind of like lazy or just doesn't you know. Uh, you know, push himself or apply himself based on how Vera talks about it. But by the end, you realize he's actually like super sex- successful and is like a really good lawyer. Um, obviously, he's a junior associate, but he's he like gets Vera off of any of her charges. He's representing uh, Alex, I think, or maybe he got someone at his law firm to represent Alex. But it, it's clear that she she raised him right, and he's actually yeah. like so. It's kind of a, a nice reveal at the end, and they they kind of make up. Because uh, Tilly realizes that he, you know, has been avoiding his mom and they kind of like settle their differences or whatever, um, which he is joins the game. Nice. Vera said, if you don't want me, fine, I'll get four other kids. Right. And then he's like, well, hold on. Like he he loses he loses that um, that connection to his mom because he's she always texted him. She always kept in contact, but he 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 never did. So he kind of realizes what what he's been doing wrong, mm. and not and not staying connected to his mom. So 
that was sweet to see them make up. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a happy ending other than Alex being in jail, which again is, you know, that's normal. He killed somebody, but, uh, <laughs> but, he, but the person he killed was so bad. Yeah. But we're, so like, we're not, it's fine. Hopefully he just gets like probation or something like that. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, but, uh, before we start to wrap up the, we missed the quote of the week segment, uh, Hannah sent in a quote. That's just great. It's, this is Vera. Um, it's, it's her point of view and it says in her experience, it's best to not agree with people or with what people say before doing exactly what you wanted from the very beginning. Uh, I think that just just describes Vera. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's her. That's what she does this entire book. It's what she does with the cops. Um, and it's what she does with all of this found family, like all of their lives. Um, and I just really love that. And they all kind of understand that by the end. They're like, Vera's, she's going to get her way. Like she's going to do what she's going to do. Yeah. At the end, by the end of it, everything works out. And so it's all good. Man, I can't wait till I'm old and can just worry about solving crimes. Um, all right. Do you want to move into author's note? Yeah. Um, let's do that. I have quick. Let me pull that up real, real quick. So I found an article with, um, with Jesse. It's about um, her book called Didn't See That Coming. And it, um, it's a book that explores misogyny um, in the gaming community. Uh, it's a new YA novel. Um, who about a about a girl who plays under the gaming handle or gaming you know username, dude bro ten, um, and she's persuaded other players that she's a boy to avoid harassment because that's like a clear thing. And I think in the book she kind of gets found out, um, and then is further harassed. But it kind of leads into a discussion of Jesse herself is does play video games and she. She talks about how uh, she, she's asked, you know, how in your own experience is this character influenced based on your experience in the gaming community? And she kind of talks about how as someone who identifies as female, she would always pick female characters. And then there's always just like it. video games is the, the video game landscape is a place for creepy men to be anonymously creepy is kind of the gist of it. And she kind of goes into that a little bit. But I also wanted specifically to mention she is she plays Overwatch, which is a game that the three of us play um, and a lot of our friends play as well. And we can speak firsthand about these not not firsthand, but we know that these things exist in Overwatch because we do play it and witness it all the time. Um, but she goes into how there's specific characters who are female or specific characters that are supposedly um female oriented or like a character for females to play or whatever. And she kind of just goes into the, the, the world of overwatch and how uh, misogyny and harassment exists in that world. And uh, unfortunately it does, and it really sucks. Um, but that is a huge thing in the video game community. So I guess just do your best to not, uh, not allow that. Um, obviously in video games, you can report people and stuff like that. Um, just, Try and do your part to uh, to 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 dissuade that and and uh, end it because that's probably one of the biggest issues in that community um, currently. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff, but that is something that we, as the people who play those games, can do something to um, help stop. But yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up. She plays Overwatch. That's cool. Which is Jesse's cool. Let's reach really out cool. to her and see if she wants to game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I also want to read her other books now. Damn. Dial A for Aunties, 
Um, like I said, this one is called uh, Didn't See That Coming, which I think this was an article from November. So I think this is her most recent book. But yeah. So thank okay. you, Jesse. This is a wonderful, cozy read. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good time. I had fun. I'm excited for uh, uh, to continue reading Jesse Satanto's books, and uh, uh, I think we'll bookmark it there. Anything else? Yeah. No, I think that's it. Um, thank you to Hannah for writing in. Thank you for the quote of the week. Um, thank you to Jacob Robinson for our music. Thank you to Maddie Moon for our wonderful cover art. And yeah, I think that's it. And remember, the real friends were the people we helped cover up a murder with. That's how you know your real friends. That's how you know your real friends. All right. Bye. Bye.